I'm Chad Rothermans. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket, an adventure 65 million years in the making. Today, we're going to be talking about Penko Park, which was a game that was released in 2020 and was developed by Ghost Butter uh, and self-published, and it was released on PC. Uh, future console ports in the works not confirmed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so Panko Park is a, I mean, it's a, it's a Pokemon Snap game. Like, yeah. The, there are no, there's not a game that is more true to its inspiration than this game is. Uh, you have most of the same abilities. You do generally the same stuff. Uh, it is, it is more or less one for one to the game that it obviously has taken its inspiration from. Yeah, yeah. A very direct spiritual successor. Yeah. Uh, The difference, of course, uh, being that Ghost Butter is not how you spell Nintendo uh, or the Pokemon company. So the things you're taking a picture of are... I don't know if I have a direct comparison here, but it feels like some kind of mashup between, like... Those Mr. and Mrs. Blank books that kids read where they had, like, mostly spherical shapes and kind of, like, a double fine art style. Like, very, like, gradient colors and, like, it's a dim... (laughs) I don't have the vocabulary to describe this properly. Mm -hmm. But if you've seen the game, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And... These are your stand-ins for Pokemon in the game. They're these, like, strange, mostly, like, blobby, cute and creepy creatures. Yeah, a number of them look like food. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, like, a little bit of, like, a crafty feel to them, some of them. Like, uh, you took pieces from the Mr. Potato Head and put them into, like, a lemon (laughs) or something. Um, Yeah, and it's, it's, it's rendered in 2D. I don't know if it's being mapped onto 3d objects sometimes it probably is yeah um but yeah it's got this nice rendered quality like yeah it has like the speckled gradient look and it reminds me of some stuff i've seen uh on like uh designers like instagrams and stuff like i think it's a it's a currently like popular like uh graphic style i can't my point of comparison is it kind of looks like the storybook parts of the Babadook. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been too long since I've seen that okay. that I can't comment. That's fair. I'm mostly thinking of Helga. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Helga with an E at the end. Mm-hmm. Helge. Uh, <laughs> one of them just kind of looks like sort of a furry Babadook kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and I think that that is like the tonal... That's the tone that the game is trying to strike, is this weird overlap between, uh, like, cute and cuddly and, like, monstrous and creepy. Yeah, weird and creepy, for sure. Right, with, like, a humorous slant, uh, which it comes across with its, with, with Penky, the, like, mascot character who rides the, the, the cart, the Zero One mm-hmm. analog, uh, with you in this game, but it also comes out sort of just like in the 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 language of 
the interpretive dance of the monsters on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's little touches like that. Like, the fact that the park is shut down in, like, the first um, level has you end in, like, this... Uh, building like an entrance building to the park and it feels very like it it gives like a spooky vibe and it's like yeah as you said it's like got a darker kind of color palette so it feels like it's taking place like at night and it it, there is like a spooky undertone in there but yeah counterbalanced by uh cute creatures yeah it's kind of a hard feeling to describe like when you're playing this game like i think that it hits the notes that it wants to hit and i can't really like i don't think that this is a weakness of the game i think that it does a good job with it yeah though i think the way i would describe it is there's little details like that that almost kind of give an impression that there might be a backstory here but it does not like lead you on into thinking that you're gonna find one right if it's like adventure timey kind of uh, even less than that, I think. That's probably true. This one is is like both less of an insinuation, and but also gives you more of a concrete ending. Uh, because like the end of the game, you free this like monster that's been trapped, and like there's like an implication that it was sort of like a spiritual like healing force to the park and yeah, once, like you lifted a curse right and once it had been caged is when sort of everything went downhill from there mm-hmm. um yeah it never the game never presents it as though you are actually in danger um no it feels kind of like the pokemon snap influence to me mm-hmm. where in that game you get the uh the zero one i keep wanting to call it the zero g because <laughs> i watch too much futurama of course. Um, but the Zero One in, like, Fresher Oak is like, oh, it's got, like, a shield around it, so you'll be safe from the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And in this game, they don't even, unless I'm forgetting something, explain it. Like, you're just safe in the cart. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't give much of an explanation. They, they briefly touch on it uh, in the level where you go underwater. Because, like, Panky's like, better hold your breath. And he's like, haha, I'm kidding. Because mm-hmm. actually, blah, 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 here's a reason why you won't drown. Right. Uh, and other than that, it is just kind of portrayed as like a regular ass little circle cart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the presentation. Like, that's what the game gives you up front is, is this like bizarre visual style and then basically a one for one mechanical take from Pokemon Snap. But let's say, for the sake of argument... That the people listening to this podcast have not played Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1997-64 game or whenever that came out. Uh-huh. Uh, it, is a, it is a game where the focus is on you taking photographs. And arguably the biggest difference between the two games is that it tells you how good your picture is while you're on the ride. Which makes it... It like Pokemon Snap is a game that they wanted you to replay levels over and over and over and over again, like mm-hmm. just repeatedly, to try and one get better photos and two like discover and learn the things in the in the world. This game doesn't want nearly as much of a time investment out of you, mm-hmm. uh, and part of what helps with that is that you're not guessing whether or not the picture you took is going to be graded well, mm-hmm. um, and it also presents a lot clearer rules. 
so that you don't you're not you don't think Professor Oak is giving you like like really looking at the aesthetics of the photo and is like is your contract did you set the aperture correctly mm-hmm. all that good shit like it's it really is just like is it big enough is it close to the center of the frame and if so then it's probably good yeah yeah it, to get a three star photo you just need to be zoomed in far enough <laughs> uh well, yeah which simplifies things a lot and I'm sure the base like algorithm for how it determines how good the picture is is considerably more advanced than on the n64 so it's a much smoother more modern experience yeah you don't have to waste as much film just snapping wildly at a pokemon to try and get a good picture uh so yeah it's definitely streamlined in a lot of more modern ways yeah and uh that's about it see you guys later no uh (laughs) You do have, so this game has um, the analog for the Pokemon food and the pester ball are a little weird flower ball mm-hmm. that charges with a fun sound effect and a like stretchy grabby hand. Yeah, I think of the, the grabby hand is like its own thing. Okay, all right. Because it doesn't, you don't really. Like the apple or whatever, uh, the the Pokemon food, whatever right. you called it. Um, That's what it's called in the game. Is it? Okay, I, I couldn't remember. I'm, I'm like pretty sure. It might sound like a dumbass right now, but that's that's what I It remember. really took me aback when you referred to it by a specific name and <laughs> not just of, an apple. Uh, uh, apple. But anyway, like <laughs> that was used to like lure Pokemon to specific spots or to like you could hit them with it sometimes and they would do something. And the hand only really interacts with stuff in the environment if i'm remembering correctly like just to like knock over rocks and stuff and like grab uh items Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't function exactly in the same and i would say that the 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 penko ball is closer the analog to the pokemon food than it is to the like i had them flipped in my head yeah where the pokemon food would have been the hand but you're right because it doesn't it doesn't interact with the with the actual monsters in any way yeah and all the power-ups except for like the boosts in pokemon snap did interact with the pokemon directly Mm -hmm. yeah which which is not the case here um but yeah that that is arguably a strength that was borrowed from Pokemon Snap, though I think this game pulls it off like spectacularly well, is clever gating between areas, like ways to get around based on your current unlock level. Um, I don't remember how you unlocked shit in Pokemon Snap. I'm I'm fairly certain when we played Pokemon Snap for the podcast, we were doing it on a hundred percent unlocked file. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I don't even know if, if, if I have that experience, like, in the last 20 oh, years. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I am me, I remember it, like, the back of my fucking hand. <laughs> um, I could probably program Pokemon Snap. Um, but, uh, a lot of the time, it's just, uh, get enough pictures, and then you'll be able to, like, um, trigger something in the environment. Like, there's the one to progress from the tunnel to the river i think or the volcano um you have to towards the end of the level you have to like throw an apple at an electrode and it blows up and it knocks the rocks down um so they're like they're triggers that are more passive 
mm-hmm. and they just trigger a little cutscene. Whereas in this, it's a little bit more active, like pulling a lever, right, or putting on the turn signal to like find to turn off like to a secret path. Yeah. So yeah, another thing that feels like it's taking direct inspiration, but like doing it in a more modern way. Right. And the even the unlock process is more. I'm going to say more modern. I don't know that that's actually... It is true in that more games do this, but I don't think that it's like, this isn't a modern improvement. This is just sort of like the way of game design nowadays, where you have just like a progression tree that you just mark things on. Mm -hmm. So you are fully aware of what you're getting before you get it, and also, maybe not fully aware, but you have an idea of what you're going to get before you get it, and also when the unlocks are coming and then other like it's very like clear and concise and kind of boring but i mean i'm not complaining about an unlock system being boring is like a big detriment but Uh like uh there's sort of like this air of mystery when you'd load into a level in pokemon snap and it'd just be like Brooder, 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 brooder. They're like, ah, oh, you got the pester ball. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, fuck, what does that do? Look at it, it's all a bunch of different colors and shit. Dang. Uh, and then you would hit a Snorlax with it, it wouldn't do anything. Um, and so. He would lean up. He would lean up. You, you would need the Poke Flute to get him to actually wake up, though. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so you get these unlocks, but then their implementation, I think, is actually just like super good like arguably better if not a little bit more like hard cut and streamlined as opposed to the more freeform exploration that pokemon snap had yeah i love the hand Mm -hmm. i think the hand is great but i thought the the panko ball was (laughs) a little bit weaker than the pester ball or the pokemon food aka an apple right Uh, (laughs) from pokemon snap because i like pokemon snap i think had a little bit of a slower pace and encouraged you to like explore with what they did throw that shit at everything right and in this one as you said yeah it's more streamlined and like you have a pretty good idea um that you're going to have to throw the panko ball at everything to get to wake them up or put them to sleep or whatever because um another thing i think that's a positive that panko park does is it just tells you each monster has like this many different states and you need to get a picture of it in each one Mm -hmm. and it clearly tells you which ones you have so it's just easier to keep track of the objectives yeah like what it you know what the game wants of you yeah uh and then yeah and that goes to the streamlining of it like we were babies like barely out of diapers when we played pokemon snap for the first time Uh uh-huh aka in the second grade (laughs) yeah yeah around that time wait a minute how long did you wear diapers no uh (laughs) uh and so like we've spent like a dozen or so hours in that game beating it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The first time that we played it, and that's just sort of like the nature of of both of that game's like very unclear exploratory elements versus also us being children. And this game is like it feels like such a smooth ride, like all the way through. Like the unlocks came pretty quick. At most, would have to do like two levels in between. Uh, 
and then each level that we got would introduce a huge amount of new experience point gains and then you would get those and then you'd unlock more shit and then you could go back and it provided a fresher experience in the older levels so it never felt grindy and like our completion percentage, albeit it doesn't actually tell you, was probably close to like 80-ish percent, like in that area, mm-hmm. um, just from one playthrough without doing any like really out-of-the-way stuff. Um, and that's really impressive, like the way that they paced that out, um, because the, the moment I think that you would have to go through a level looking for like just one little thing to try and fix it it wouldn't be it would stop being as enjoyable Mm -hmm. because it's not just like this road of discovery which is what the game feels like yeah i think they nailed the balance and length um like for what the game is like i think for how long it is the fact that you they they maximize having to like go back and replay levels every now and then in between to like fill out the pictures as you get new stuff. Like I think that feels just right and paced out just right to like, as you're saying, to make for like a really smooth experience. So I think they really knew what they had here and like how to tune it to like be the most fun. Yeah. I also think that it makes it, it would be very easy to expand on this. Like it seems like the kind of mechanic set like, Obviously, they knew what they were pulling from, and they didn't want to change too much, because I I imagine the goal of this game wasn't to set out to make a better Pokemon Snap, just like, a, it was like a why hasn't this been done yet kind of situation, mm-hmm. where it's, yes, the mechanics are like, quote, unquote, stolen, in that they are like almost a one-for-one map, but once you have it in place, iteration on it is got to be like it's the art assets, it's the pathing and the secrets that are going to take time, uh, and put like each new level felt fresh and interesting enough that like if there was a fourth level, like a main level, mm-hmm. I feel like the pacing would have just like kept rolling in exactly the same way, just add a couple more unlocks. Mm-hmm. add another level there you go whole whole new experience like it's a very like it's a very efficient game and i like that about it yeah i think the longer you made it the more you'd have to cut down on like the backtracking mm-hmm. um but now yeah i get what you're saying like you could extend this pretty easily uh without having to change too much about it it's got very sound core to it Put in place by Pokemon Snap in 1999 <laughs> or 8 or whenever. Uh, yeah, speaking of sound cores, though, um, how did you like the the audio part of this game? Um, I have to say that it didn't stand out to me a ton. Um, I think I'd compare it to like the art style where I feel like it was like charming mm-hmm. in, in spots, but it didn't really like jump out at me too much yeah i think i think it did one thing really well and i probably would have led into this better if i wasn't trying to somehow jam (laughs) sound core into the Uh, uh into my description there but like it has a an element of the the soundtrack we'll call it though i really just mean like all ambient sound Mm, sound design yeah 
that makes it feel very like natural when you perform actions like the fact that there's like this little chime that goes with throwing the penko balls uh and like all of the sound effects that are made by your hand interacting with stuff are very like they feel really natural and that they're kind of subdued. There's like a grinding sound that happens when you hit the levers, which I think is appropriate because it's like, it's supposed to be like a big thing and jar you and and make you pay attention to what happened. Mm -hmm. But otherwise like everything feels like it falls into this neat little package. So even though I agree, like the sound of the, the the music wasn't like super memorable uh, and catchy, it was like it creates an atmosphere that I think the game made an effort to stay within, and mm-hmm. I think it accomplishes it really well with the sound effects. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's about that's about all about sound I had. Uh, one thing <laughs> that I probably should have brought up at the beginning but forgot to do was uh, to bring the discussion a little bit back around to Pokemon again. Uh, one thing that this game really like made my crystal clear in my mind it really illuminated uh was just how important maybe not important but like significant the pokemon like ip was to the original pokemon snap Mm -hmm. because like jumping into this game and playing like the first level i don't think i really like comprehended the things i took pictures of like at all as i was learning like the controls and stuff i'm like i have no idea what or don't remember what any of those things looked like as i like the pictures come up and i think that's like one like huge benefit that using pokemon in the original game or in pokemon snap had was that like they're all instantly recognizable to like everyone at the time yeah there's also like a design sensibility with pokemon uh and I'm looking yeah, at, like, a handful of them yeah, right yeah, now. It's already got, like, an established, like, world and art style and mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, the areas are all designed to make the Pokemon stick out. And, like, it also allows them to play with things like camouflage, where they'd be, like... They, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what some of them were. But, like, they're, like, gravelers holding onto the mountain. Yeah. And they just look like rocks when they're not facing you. So they get to play around with the visuals like that. And when they don't want to, things stick out pretty much like like a sore thumb if a sore thumb was like something that you love as a kid <laughs> uh so you see pikachu and you see the surfboard and you fucking know that you want to get pikachu on that goddamn surfboard yeah so you throw the pokemon food yeah you throw the, the, food at it. the surfboard. very intuitive and good <laughs> whereas this game i feel like as part of a side effect of its art style and then also as a side effect of the fact that they're not using Pikachu, they're using Doug. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the names were cute. Yeah, most yeah. of them were very good. And they did hold back on the number of them that were just like regular dude names. Mm-hmm. Which is which is why Doug was funny. Yeah, Doug was really good. I think there's also a Dave. The Dave was the bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's they, they give no explanation as to why they're called Doug and Dave. They just are. And that's part of what makes it it funny. And they're spread out enough that it was definitely funnier the first time, but still at least a little bit funny the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of them were just kind of like these cute names. Uh, but because it is Doug and not Pikachu, it's not like 
you don't immediately jump out of your seat going like, oh, that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like a thing. Because they have to have those things, the common ones, to make it like, we're, like in a, a feel like a living world that you're taking pictures of. Yeah. But there were a few outstanding ones. Like, there's the big worm uh, that's, mm. like, in the background. It's, like, even hard to tell that it's a thing you can take a picture of. Uh, or, like, the big dude that, like, drops from the sky and lands in that little, like, water reservoir. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, like, interesting designs that they make, like, sort of showpieces out of. And I always like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The only other thing that I wanted to mention were the ghosts. Yeah. The the ghost penkus, <laughs> whatever whatever they were called. Uh there is uh god was it a it's, its own separate item? I I'm blanking on like how it worked. There yeah, there was an unlock. Oh, there, you had to hit the tags. It was the ghost tags. Yeah, that yeah. let yeah, but there's an unlock to let you see the spirit world. Yeah. So I th- I thought that was a cool idea. I don't love the implementation of just hit the ghost tag and then try to take a picture, like find the thing and take a picture of it real fast. Right. Because the idea of like swapping the environment to a ghost dimension is really cool. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just wish there was more to it. I could tell when it was unlocked that like the second we did the first one, you were like instantly disappointed. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, like I thought this was going to be like a light mode, dark mode situation. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't need it to be like a huge fleshed out thing. Cause obviously this is like a lower budget game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it's something I think that's hard not to build up cool expectations for yourself in your head. Especially when they tell you about it. They're like, Oh, you can't access ghost mode yet. You're like, <laughs> fucking ghost mode? Like, <laughs> yes, please, that. I want it right now. Uh, and it also, like, it's one of those things that looms. Because you're like, when am I going to get ghost mode? And then you, like, see it on the unlock thing. Because once you're aware of, of to look out for ghost mode, mm-hmm. you notice that there's, like a, like, a sheet with two holes cut out of it ghost image on the unlock page. And you're like, oh, I can get fucking ghost mode. I gotta see what these ghosts are. Uh, so I like the idea. I like both the idea of ghost mode in the fantasy and real version of it. And I also like the idea of just, like, a one-time timed challenge element to the levels Mm -hmm. but yeah i agree it would be cooler if it was more of an expansive change and also the at least telegraph that it's just a time challenge and that like you don't need to like fucking blow your eyes out trying to get it Uh to like to to complete them all yeah Uh, and it, it would be a cool like thing to imagine how you could expand mechanically with like taking pictures of ghosts and stuff but you could even tie it into like the the spooky like uh kind of backstory elements that we were talking about and like you know maybe people died in the park or something mm-hmm. and you can see their ghosts with the ghost mode or something along those lines could be kind of cool yeah because it just kind of puts like a bluish purpley filter over everything Mm -hmm. and it would have been nice if it was like there were little easter eggs in the environment in ghost mode even like just a little bit of extra oh yeah we could have just been paying so so, much attention so if yeah if there are cool easter eggs then good job yeah good job (laughs) uh yeah no that's that's fair um 
I do want to, I guess, like, just the lightning round. Lightning round. I want to shout out that one of the last unlocks you get is, uh, like, an unlimited stop. And this is something Pokemon Snap did not have. And uh, I both like that it's in there because it makes trying to be, like, a completionist, which this game is, like, begging for you to do. Like, Mm. there isn't that much in it that it's going to, like, take hours and hours to complete. It'd just be, like, a couple of extra hours. And this, the stop makes it much, much easier because you can sort of, like, really line up the shots and make sure that you're seeing every part of the park and being complete. Yeah, it's like... It it really stands out that it wasn't in Pokemon Snap because I would keep forgetting that I could do it. Right. Because uh, like, <laughs> that just had like the super speed up mode you would get towards the end, so you could rerun levels really quick. Right. But like if you missed something, you just had to finish the level and start <laughs> it over. Um, and in this, yeah, like there's on the second level, uh, there's the one that you turn around and you knock the rocks over and it's there and i kept trying to like do it really quick like turn around and knock it over and then uh throw the um penko ball at it to get it in its like angered state or whatever and i kept trying to just do that and then you were like you can stop and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> i'm trying to like be like twitch gamer reflexes right. man <laughs> Hey, there was that. This game does. So, this game is a pretty casual game uh, for casual babies like us. And, uh, but I will say, I had that one fucking epic gamer moment where we were like, there was something pretty far away, and I was trying to hit it with the Penko ball. I didn't, we didn't have the complete stop yet. We just had the momentary stop. Mm -hmm. And I managed to hit it from like, just arc the ball perfectly. From downtown. Oh, put the rock up from downtown. <laughs> put that rock up from downtown and nailed it. And, like, it's so funny when you're playing a game like this with other people because it's not... This isn't a game where you do, like, crazy shit. And so for that moment, the fact that it allows for this moment to happen where you, like, land a weird Penko Park skill shot and <laughs> they're just like, ah! <laughs> like, everybody freaks out and yells. Uh, it's just glorious. Yeah. It's a beautiful... The skyhook. Yeah. <laughs> the patented skyhook. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. And it, it kind of speaks to how fun the game can be at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we haven't said it directly, but have implied it a bajillion times. We did play this together, and it is a fun game to play with someone else. Yeah. And I can imagine the completionist people will probably want to do that stuff by themselves because you get kind of boring yeah. just, like, stopping all the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, full agree. It's a it's a fun game to play with people around. Uh, and that was actually going to be my only lightning round thing. Oh. But you mentioned something. I want to just, like, run it out real quick. That <laughs> okay. If, if there are updates planned for this game, my number one request, like, bigger than anything else, is to just have, like, a level restart button in the menu uh, that doesn't force you back to the the like gallery. Yeah, I don't know if we ever did. We ever run out of pictures? Uh, I think once, but it was like we had already finished. The okay, because yeah. I know that was a thing in Pokemon Snap that like if you just wanted to restart the level, you just smash out all your all pictures, the... and it would and it would take you back to the lab. So maybe that's a thing we could have done. Yeah, I but, didn't try that. Yeah, we but... didn't test it. Yeah, 
But yeah, it would be nice to just be able to quickly restart. Sometimes you just fuck something up and you're early in the level and you don't care about losing what you've already gotten. Mm-hmm. And so you just hit a button and go back. Like, we ran into it like two, three times. It's like a two-hour yeah. game, so that's enough. Yeah, and another thing I think to consider, it's like a game design thing, um, is after you beat the game, because I know the game's designed to be like on rails, like it would be cool to just like give you the ability to back up as well so that you could kind of just freely go around the levels if you wanted to be a completionist, like right. you unlock it after you beat the game or something. That would be kind of neat. Uh, yeah. Do we have Penko thoughts? Uh, my Penko thoughts are... Um, we just recently found out about this game. Uh, someone posted about it in our Discord, and we decided to check it out because we both like Pokemon Snap. Um, it was Janelle. Yeah. Th- thanks, Janelle. Thanks, Janelle. Um, <laughs> fucking derailing <laughs> my thought train. Uh, but so I didn't know what to expect from this, like a spiritual successor to Pokemon Snap. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be something that tried to like improve on pokemon snap is it just an homage like what uh how similar is it gonna be etc etc and what we ended up getting is uh falls more i think on the homage side Uh, i think you said it pretty good earlier where it's it feels like the devs were like why has no one done this before um and they just kind of wanted to make a game in the style of something they liked uh back back in the day and mm-hmm. i think they did it really well they put a lot of their own spin on the especially on like the personality and presentation side uh, i really like the hand power up uh probably my favorite thing in there mechanically it adds a lot to be able to like reach out and grab stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah i think really well done and um as i was getting at uh, i think it's very well balanced for the length that it is like there's just the right amount of like new things to do and because it requires you to like to maximize its content to have you go back through levels and i think they balance and handle that really well so it doesn't feel like backtracking Mm -hmm. uh so yeah this is a pleasant little surprise i'm surprised i haven't heard more people talk about it (laughs) uh, because everyone seems to like get a huge stiffy for pokemon snap when it comes up so yeah, I, I quite liked this one. Yeah. Was not disappointed. Uh, okay. I agree with most of that. Um, I think that my big takeaway here uh, is that this this game really showcases, I think, the unique ability of indie games in like the current games market, where this game didn't set out to be like a big huge thing that appealed to everybody this set out to be a short game for people who liked pokemon snap and went where'd pokemon snap go in the zeitgeist it's just gone uh and it does such a phenomenal job at that like for what its goals were this game executed it on executed on it nearly flawlessly like i think a lot of the stuff that they cribbed from pokemon snap was exactly the right stuff to do um, like the only thing that they could have taken to make the game feel better would have been taking Pokemon and that's illegal. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a good idea that they didn't do that. Um, they should have licensed to be able to make Digimon snap. Digimon snap. Mm-hmm. I would have hated that. 
Digimon genuinely, I think, have worse a worse design than Doug. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it, so the game's super fun, uh, especially if you have a nostalgia for the old games, like or the old game singular Pokemon Snap, and having that experience also lets you sort of like you're going to want to test out the same strategies that you used in those games. And, like, the things that you remember about it, if you apply them to Panko Park, map on really well uh, in a way that makes you feel like... It's like the perfect nostalgia game that features new stuff. Yeah, I, I don't want to co-opt your final thoughts there, <laughs> but um, I've heard people say, like, um, like, these retro indie games we get nowadays do a really good job of like making games that feel the way you remember those games. And I think Panko Park does that perfectly for Pokemon Snap. Mm -hmm. Like it updates it and makes it smooth for now. Whereas if you went back and played the original, it would probably be clunkier than you remembered. Right. Oh yeah. And it does. It feels clunkier. Uh, (laughs) That is a for sure thing. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, and that, it's not really a co-opting. I think that just sort of emphasizes what I was getting at. Yeah. And wraps it up pretty nicely. Uh, yeah, th- this game's really good, and I have a lot of respect for the the like how they paid homage in making something new, and uh, just a really enjoyable time. Uh, thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket. What are we talking about next time? Next time we're going to be talking about Downwell. Uh, which is a roguelike platformer, kind of. Uh, it's like a, uh, it is a roguelike for sure, but it's less like a platformer because you fall down and not jump up. Yeah, instead of going up <laughs> a vertical shaft, you're falling down one. Yes, uh, and it's available on fucking everything, but in principally important for no clip pocket. You can get it on a phone, so definitely on brand here. Mm-hmm. Look out below. <laughs> uh, until next time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. Uh, there you can find links to our Discord, to our YouTube, uh, <laughs> uh, all of our old episodes, and you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And I grabbed my phone a little bit earlier in the podcast because I have broken a promise that I made years and years ago Okay. Uh, on this podcast where I said that if you left a review on our podcast on iTunes, I would read it out. Uh, and there was one on November 6th, and I'm just now reading it in January. Uh, but yeah, this is from Colin, and Colin gives us a five-star review and says... The fine folks over at Noclip make a podcast where you feel like you're talking to your friends about game design and mechanics. There's also jokes, and it feels very genuine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because the idea of us just... Also, there's jokes (laughs) is way overselling the amount of actual analysis versus jokes that we do. That feels like it could be a tagline. Th- for there's, the podcast. there's also jokes also there's jokes <laughs> uh yeah so thank you colin and uh i will try and be more prompt when we get reviews in the future which we totally will right guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, smash that like button. <laughs> Ghost tag that like button. <laughs> Tell us your favorite Penko monster in the comments below. <laughs> throw them down that well next time. Don't throw, <laughs> it's so dark now. <laughs> we're, we're, we, you know, we started recording the podcast at the bottom of this well, so how else are we going to see them? That's true. It is. It's the most soundproof area. Yeah, we get the best acoustics down here. <laughs> We did start recording a podcast in a well because the original podcast sounded yeah. like but then we, were we in a well. Then we climbed out like Batman. Yeah, but now we're going back down it. Behavior. <laughs> Record me a podcast. I am your neighbor. <laughs> Record me a podcast that's bad. All right, all right. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems good. Yep. Are we done? Mm-hmm. Does this conclude our podcast day? <laughs>